Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I am here with Michael Woodward. He is the founder and CEO of JumbleThink. Prior to starting JumbleThink, Mike and his team at Woodward Design Group built over 400 websites and web applications for clients ranging from small local businesses to Fortune 100 corporations. He has also consulted with hundreds of other businesses through the Small Business Development Council at Butte College, along with teaching courses on web design, development, and marketing strategies. His passion is to help individuals and businesses make their dreams attainable through creative thinking, idea formation, and strategy. Michael is married to Jennifer Woodward and his father to Lucy and Lily. He and his family currently reside in Bowling Springs, Pennsylvania. His passions include New York City, specifically Manhattan, playing and building guitars, running, reading, and dreaming big. Thanks, Michael, for being on the show. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on. So, so Michael, real interesting you know, you've built over 400 websites and web applications, and you went from a design group now to JumbleThink. Why did you start JumbleThink? Yeah, so a few years ago, uh, I owned Woodward Design Group, and so we do some of the same things at JumbleThink, but a few years ago, my business coach, uh, we were sitting in a room, and he looked at me, and he goes, what do you want to be doing? And it just shocked me. I didn't know how to answer that question. I'm like, what do you mean? What do I want to do? Uh, that was such a foreign, foreign question to me. And I ended up in the web world because uh, the, the church I worked at couldn't pay me anymore because the economy had tanked. And so I had to go find a job to pay the bills. And uh, I ended up in the web world because uh, a friend introduced me to it, uh, hired me, and then I bought out his company. And so uh, about three years ago, I started the progress uh, process of saying, you know, what is it that I want to do? And that's why I started JumbleThink is to make this migration from agency world to being more of a creator and sharing messages that matter to me. I like that. Um, I've just kind of noticed a trend with everybody in like the, these the mid about 2013, 14, 15. Everybody's like, you know what? Why not, you know, change the status quo? Um and what I want to build. And I really like that you're, you've done that with JumbleThink. Um, one thing that really um, got me um, inspired by a little bit what you were asking, you know, what, what, what should we talk about are your um, things called micro experiments. So if you can first describe what a micro experiment means to you and what you've done that to apply your business and also how does using micro experiences make big wins in your business today? So micro experiments are a philosophy that we've been working on for a while. I'm really big into uh, making things attainable. And so often we talk about big audacious goals. They're awesome. We're all about dreams. We're all about big ideas. We're all about making those things happen, both for us and for people we work with. Well, the question becomes, if they're big goals, if they're big dreams, how do we make them a reality? Often when we have big goals, we're overwhelmed. We don't know where to start. We don't know what to do. And when you start pivoting from the big idea down to micro steps, little things you can do to move from today to tomorrow to making that dream much closer than it was a week ago or a month ago, those micro experiments allow us to pivot the, the, what we're doing into the new thing we're doing to try things without 
much risk. And so micro experiments allow us to leverage uh, basically um, minor, like small risk to get big rewards. And that's where the concept of micro experiments came from was this concept of what makes big ideas and dreams attainable. And it really came back to micro experiments. I like that. And, and, and how did you find out about um, what was the aha moment of when did you just fall into micro experience or experiments or did you just have a, you know, a distinct process of like, we should start micro experiments. Can you kind of give you an example with a client or an experience? Yeah. So when we had a big agency, we had 12 people working for us uh, and uh, full-time people. We had part-time people on top of that and contractors. What we found was that often uh, we just you sat down with a client and they'd go, hey, we want to build this app or we want to do this client portal or whatever their project was. Uh, I think of one client that wanted to build this custom dashboard and they said, here's the concept we kind of have. We're not quite sure what we want to do. And what we did is we iterated on that idea in very small ways over uh, a three-week period of time to make them a product that was then marketable and turned out to be a third of their business. But it was the freedom to say, hey, we don't have the whole picture figured out. We kind of know the goal, kind of know where we want to go with this, but we don't know how to get there or what it should look like. And instead of trying to solve the problem all at once, we just broke it down and said, what's the immediate thing we see first? What's the next thing? And so while we were running, while I was running my agency, micro experiments became uh, quick and easy things we could do. Uh, in that process to keep a project moving forward when we were stuck and weren't sure how to get to the next stage. And so that's where the whole concept of micro experiments started. That was really from um, that that pace, place of web design and development and having projects that were 100,000 plus thousand, you know, 100,000 plus dollar web projects and coming in and saying, there is a lot here. There's so many moving parts. And how do we move this forward and make it successful? So for us, that's where that whole concept started was in that place of big projects that had a lot of moving parts. And we wanted to know, how can we get this forward and do really cool stuff with it? I think that's really cool. You, you, you built in a, a process, but it doesn't have to be built all the way out. It's small little changes, small little pivots um, and helping the client in the in the long run of saying, "Hey, we need to quickly pivot this rather than going down this rabbit hole um, when it might not work out." So I love the simplicity in this, and and this kind of builds to this next question: is how does you know micro experiments and and the simplicity of how you explained it? How has that helped um, with your business and with your marketing messaging when you're when you're talking to um, current clients and um, prospects? Yeah. So often when we're working with a client, uh, they'll come in and say, here's what we want to do. We have a website need. We need X, Y, and Z built. They don't really care about the software. Oh, we're using WordPress. Oh, we're building this out on Rails. Or we're using uh, a JavaScript-based application. Uh, we're using distributed computing. They don't care about the technology behind. They want a simple answer. Can you solve my problem? For us, that's where we start. And so from a marketing standpoint, uh, coming in and just saying, hey, uh, you don't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers today. 
But we have the tools and we know what the tools are that we can use to help you accomplish your goals and dreams. So let's use this to step in and solve your problem. And changing that little uh, nuance of how we approach it from selling to solving, you know, and so often in the web world uh, or in consulting or in coaching, you're selling yourself, you're selling your service. But really what people want to know is, can you solve my problem? So we're not selling, we're solving. And if I can communicate that in the sales process or in the marketing process to come in and say, you know, all we're doing is solving your problem, all the other pieces will fall into place. So that's a great micro experiment there where you can say, can I boil down this very complex idea uh, and bring down to a place that says, here's your problem, we can solve it. This is the roadmap uh, forward. If you can do that, your sales will go up significantly higher in the business world because you're solving problems and and you're giving people confidence that when they hire you, you can do that. You will deliver on that uh, that promise of what you're saying you will do. So micro experiments uh, in the marketing place it comes down to boiling down the project to the simple. We're going to solve your problem. Here's your problem. Communicate it back. We're going to solve it. Uh, we've done it before. Here's how we're going to move forward. You do that, sales, marketing, so much easier. I like that. I like the simplicity because I think a lot of people um, overthink marketing and sales. Um, there should be a lot of steps. But then when they think about it from a prospect or a current client, they're like, they they get confused of all the steps that are involved. Um, and I like the, the your approach of your simplicity as well as you've mentioned um, even in your bio, Dreaming Big, and you're talking about not only um, your dreams, but more so your clients' dreams, which I really like. And so I'm not going to drill you anymore on questions, <laughs> but I want to know more about um, an offline background. You know, how what client did you help? They, you can just name, you know, if, if they're in an industry, you don't have to name a name or whatever, but how did you help them, um, especially get into that mindset of simplicity, micro experiments, and how you resonated that in your messaging to them. Well, one of my favorite quotes comes from Louis Armstrong. He says, simplicity is the most complex form. And I think it's a powerful statement because so often we think when we simple, simplify things, we're being minimalistic. And I'm a big fan of minimalism. Uh, but that doesn't mean that there isn't complexity. The, the simpler you get, the more intentional you have to be in building out simple solutions. Because uh, everything you do matters. Whereas if you have a lot of complexity without simplicity, uh, you can have a lot of bloat and you can cover up a lot of sins in whatever you're building or doing. So how does that equate back to a client? For us, I, I think of uh, one client uh, specifically we work with. They work in the cybersecurity space and they came in and said, you know, we have a problem. Here's our problem. Uh, we need to be able to transfer data from one place to another in a secure way that's encrypted. That's also searchable. Uh, very complex problem. And so what we were able to do to help them uh, see the simplistic, simplistic roadmap forward was to go into the project and say, okay, what are the things that matter? And let's take away all the noise. Because when you're building out, a, like in this case, a client portal, uh, and there's a lot of moving parts, it's easy for the significant to get covered up by the noise of the project. So the first thing we did was we said, okay, what are the things that absolutely matter? What are the things that are just noise? 
Let's focus on the things that matter that are significant for the success of this project. And then uh, how do we then navigate that into a project that uh, brings value to your end customers? So in that process, working specifically with that client, what we did to help them understand the idea of, of simplicity was to really, the simplest way to do it is you get out a piece of paper, you put a line down the center, uh, and let me back up. The first thing you do is you pull out a piece of paper and you just write every idea you have around that idea. So let's say, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be an astronaut that goes to Mars. I want to be an astronaut that, uh, that uh, cir- circles the Earth. I want to fly in a space shuttle. I want to go in a rocket. Whatever all those details are, uh, I need to know how to fly a jet. I need to... And then you take out a second piece of paper and you split it with a line down the center. On uh, the left side, you write significant. And on the right thing, right side, you just write noise. And so what you're doing is boiling down this big idea, this big concept in the process. And you're going, this is what's significant. Now let's focus on that. And then if, if, if you need the noise for some reason, you come into that in a phase two or phase three or phase four of the project and you build that in. So in the case of our client in the example here, uh, they had a big project. It impact uh, was huge in Fortune 100 companies. And and so there was a lot of confusion around the project because there was a lot of noise along with the significance, uh, whether it's a feature, whether it's a philosophy, whether it was an end goal. So by boiling it down to what remained, which was significant and removing the noise, all of a sudden the, the project, which which was very complex, was much more clearer because we got down to the heart of the project. So simplicity isn't about shortcuts or easy or cutting things that don't matter. It's all about boiling things down to only what matters and then having a clear, distinct path forward with that content and information. I like that. We we believe in the same thing because a lot of people think minimalism is just is cutting off the fat, but in actuality, it's like when you're cooking a steak or whatever, that you're doing the research is saying, I want to find the, the best steak. And so that I, it's not about trimming the fat. It's about the strategy beforehand of finding out what steak that I want. <laughs> yeah. You think about it and I love steak. I'm a steak eater. Uh, I like to cook steak. Uh, sometimes it turns out great. Most of the time it does. Sometimes it turns out bad because I made a mistake. And, and it's amazing when you cook a steak, some of the best steaks around the world uh, have very few ingredients into it, salt, pepper, butter, uh, maybe thyme and rosemary. And you think about the home barbecuer uh, who is making a steak, they're tossing on the grill, they're slathering uh, barbecue sauce on and this and that, and it dilutes the essence of what makes the steak the steak, the meat. And so everything you're adding to cooking that steak, the salt, the pepper, the butter, is all about enhancing what's already there, not about adding the noise, the barbecue sauce in this case, to uh, what you're cooking. Not that barbecue sauce is bad, it has its place, but in the case of like a ribeye steak, that would be noise. Yeah. Well, now we're switching more towards, uh, more about you, Michael, since we now we know you love steak. <laughs> Um, so this section of the, you know, of the episode is, um, kind of broken out into three parts. And the first thing is 
we know what you do for your work. You build websites, you help people dream big um, with, with Jumble Think. But can you kind of give um, a little lowdown on what gets you up every morning? Like, what are the few, th- one thing, few things that you're like, this is what I want to achieve in trying to help people in my work? So for me, motivation typically starts with family. So am I building the life that I want to live? And so many of us are living a life that we're floating or, or bouncing from thing to thing and not being intentional. So for me, uh, being inspired to wake up in the morning is all about being intentional about the life I want to build. For me, that starts with family, as I mentioned. But going deeper into that, what matters to me, when I, whether it's a web project, whether it's coaching or consulting, whether it's through the podcast that we host, it all comes back to a simple thing. Our goal, whether it's with a customer, whether it's with a listener, whether it's even with our family, is to help people find their identity, what they were created to do, their created purpose. When you start with that, that's an inspiring place because all the other ideas, all the other dreams, all the projects you're doing stem out of identity. If you start with understanding you, who you were created to be, how you operate, how you think, then you can build the right solutions around you to reinforce the dreams that are birthed out of identity. So what motivates me, what gets me out of the morning is having conversations in which we talk about people's uh, innermost passions, what uh, makes them tick, and then encouraging them to use that as a launching point, whether it's an entrepreneurial endeavor, whether it's going deeper into work, whether it's saying, hey, I'm not satisfied with where I'm at in work and I'm going to go into something else. Or for others, it might be, I work too much. I need to Uh, spend more time with friends and family. And so helping them uh, figure that out. And so for me, motivation starts with helping others understand identity. And in the web world, when we do web projects as part of what we do, uh, projects so much reflect the people you're creating for. So the better we understand them and their superpower, their created purpose, the better we can give a product that reinforces them in the business they're trying to grow. I like that intentionality. I think that was the biggest, that, that was the, the best word. And I think that goes out to what we were talking about through the whole thing, simplicity, all that kind of stuff. So moving to my second question now, and I think we kind of covered this in a little bit in the bio, but if you want to expand more is what do you do creatively and as a hobby and mentioned building and playing guitars? Yeah. So in the last couple Years I've been working on studying jazz uh, on guitar, which is a beast. I've played guitar since I was 14, uh, I think, 12, 14, something like that. So it's been uh, 20 plus years. Uh, and and so I love playing guitar. I've, I've been working uh, for a couple years now on building my first acoustic guitar from raw wood into a finished guitar. And it's one of those projects that I'm always passionate. It's burning inside of me to do, but it gets put on the shelf while I have to put out fires or do, you know, what grownups are supposed to do with work and other things and so and family. And so sometimes those things, um, like building the guitar, it's something that's a long-term project, but I love doing it. I like that. And then the last thing, the last question I ask people um, and each with each guest is what do you do health wise? Because we're human beings, we're, we, we burn out. Um, so what do you do health wise, you know, physically, mentally, whatever, you know, meditate, you know, I've had someone talk about, you know, drinking a glass of water when, right before, like right when they wake up, but not before they go to bed. But 
if you can kind of share, you know, some tips and tricks, because I think um, the Converge Coffee listeners would love love to hear that. So for me, it's been uh, uh, an interesting journey. I love running. Uh, I've done some half marathons, love long distance. Uh, when it comes to health, that's when I usually feel the best. It's usually when I think the best is when I'm active like that. Problem is, is I haven't been that active uh, in the last couple of years, injured myself and stopped running. And then life happened, then had a second kid and family. Uh, and it comes back to that intentional. So I've been intentional lately about uh, getting out there. And even if it's just a brisk walk or down the driveway, we have a really long driveway at our house. Um, or getting out and doing something like that. Just getting up and moving instead of being so sedentary in my lifestyle is the biggest health uh, thing that I find for me is significant uh, from a physical standpoint. So that's what I love to do. That's uh, I sit at a desk most days and I hate that part of my life is the sitting part and uh, just getting up and moving. I like that, Michael. And I, and I like this, this whole episode where you're talking about, you know, intentionality and being intentional, not only with your customers, but what you do. And even if you, you know, if something happens and you have to quickly pivot, like with micro experiment or with your health, you know, can't run right now that you always seem to find the brighter side in things, but also being very intentional with it. And so I want to thank you for that uh, with this episode. That kind of wrapped everything perfectly. Well, thanks for having me on. It's been an honor to be with you and your listeners today and excited with uh, what you're creating. So keep on doing it. It's You're creating awesome stuff. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. And for everybody out, out there, Converge Coffee listeners, um, check out Jumble Think and what Michael Woodward is doing. And that's a wrap.